0: I'm Sylvia Villasenor. The day I was born, everyone in my family celebrated, but when my mother died a few months later, everything changed for me and my family. Joy became tragedy, and we had to find a way to get through it, to live the dream Dad had for us. This is our story, but in many ways, it's also the story of many Americans. Mom and Dad grew up in a small town in the outskirts of Guadalajara, Mexico. They married in March of 1947 when she was 20 and Dad was 30 years old. Within the first seven years of their marriage, they had about five children. Dad earned a living as a musician but did not earn enough to support his growing family. He was discouraged because he wanted to provide a better life for them. And in 1955, Dad had the opportunity to work in the United States, and he took it. He worked hard and was able to move Mom and my siblings to Los Angeles in January of 1956. February of 59, I was born. Mom became ill a few months after and unexpectedly passes away in July, leaving Dad a widow of seven. My grandmother took care of the younger children but child services constantly came around to check on us. Grandma got really nervous, and a decision was made to move us to Guadalajara while dad stayed behind to work in Los Angeles.
1: I still cannot believe you are gone. Our children cry for you every day. And so do I. How can I do this without you? The girls have been so good helping out. And my mother, too. But she is going back home to Guadalajara. So. I have decided to send the kids with her. Don't be angry. I will bring them back as soon as I can. But right now, they need to be with family. Te amo. Mi amor.
0: Our life in the small town in Guadalajara was wonderful. It was safe, and we were surrounded by family members and great neighbors that were so kind to us. Dad visited a lot and sent money to help with our expenses. Five years later, he remarried and decided he wanted us to live with him and his new wife. So in January of 1965, we all moved back to L.A.
1: Oh, niños, it's so good to see you all. I've missed you so much. Here, I brought you some pastries from the Greek deli. I know you love those.
2: Gracias, Papa.
1: Have you been good? Have you been minding my mother?
2: Sí, sí. Ayude a abuela a preparar la cena para hoy. Hicimos tortillas. Dijo que hice las mejores tortillas.
1: English, please, mija.
2: Pero es difícil.
1: I know it's hard.
2: I... I um I help make supper, tortillas.
1: That's wonderful, Silvia. I'm so proud of you. Guess what, everybody? I have some news for you all. You know I've been seeing a very lovely woman for a while now. Well, we got married. She's your new stepmother, and her son is your stepbrother.
2: Vendra a vivir contigo?
1: No, he won't live with me. He lives with his grandmother, just like you do, Sylvia. But you will meet him. Now that your abuela's up in heaven with your mother, I thought it was time to bring you all back to Los Angeles with me. That's why I want you to practice English.
2: But we live here. I don't want to go.
1: Hija, I know you love it here, but I want you to have more than this. You deserve it. You may not understand right now why it is so important, but one day you will. So no tears, we will leave in a few days. You are going to love your stepmother and she is very excited to meet you.
0: Once we arrived in Los Angeles, things did not go well. Our stepmother couldn't cope with seven children And money was tight. It was a tough time. Immediately, we were registered in school. And although I was born in Los Angeles, I began to live the life of a new immigrant along with my siblings. The language barrier was hard. and Los Angeles was a culture shock for us. Dad's attitude changed towards us, too. He was not the same loving father as he was when he visited us in Guadalajara because he was stressed out. With us there, he didn't have the freedom he was used to. Money was tight. Financially, it was hard for him to manage his funds, and his wife was really unhappy. He became angry and distant with us. Then Dad was laid off from his job. By the summer of 1965, we had to move to a dilapidated old home, and we couldn't afford to do much for fun. We didn't do much that summer during vacation time, other than playing outside, attending church, and getting lunch at a Greek dolly was the highlight of our summer. My sister got jobs to help out. Our stepmother left by the end of the summer, never to return, and Dad fell into a deep depression. We couldn't even get near him.
1: Children, come here. I have something I need to tell you.
2: Are we going back to Guadalajara?
1: No, nothing like that. Look, I know this has been hard for you. Especially with your stepmother and me fighting so much.
2: All the time!
1: Yes, well, that won't be happening anymore. Because your stepmother has gone. We're getting a divorce.
2: Did we do something wrong, Papa?
1: No, Mija. We just decided we didn't want to be married anymore. Don't worry, Mija. You will be fine. I will take care of you. But this means all you kids are going to have to pitch in and help around the house more. Even more once I get another job. I'm going to get another job.
0: In late September, my older sister told Dad she was going to Guadalajara during Christmas to get married to the boyfriend she'd left behind. But they would be returning in January to move in with us. With this unexpected news, Dad was in shock and inconsolable. He tried to talk her out of it, but it was useless. Every day he was angry. He would buy a beer, lock himself in his bedroom after dinner, and not come out until the next day when he left for work. If we said anything, he would spank us and then cry about having to have done it. That first Christmas in Los Angeles was the worst we have ever had.
1: It's You all know that I haven't been working. And I hope you understand what that means. It's going to be a very tough Christmas. We'll go to church, of course, but there won't be any presents here. No toys. There's just no money for them.
2: But Papa, what about Santa Claus? Won't he bring us toys? No. But Santa.
1: There is no Santa Claus. There will be no toys. I'm sorry, mija, but you're old enough. It's time you learned.
0: Dad's brother dropped off an old Christmas tree, and a kind neighbor brought gifts for us. We were excited and incredibly grateful. On Christmas Eve, my two older sisters reassured us that there was a Santa, but no one notified him that we moved to L.A., and he dropped off our gifts in our old address in Guadalajara but they reassured us that our sister would bring them back with her. We laughed it out until we fell asleep because we thought it was hilarious that Santa went to the wrong address. My sister and her husband came back with presents for us. Things got better, and in March we had to move again to another rental fixer-upper, but we all pitched in to fix it. Our new brother-in-law was a hard-working individual, and eventually, in mid-1966, him and dad got full-time jobs.
1: All right, let's see if we can get this floor in this room done this weekend. I have faith in us if we just work together. Sylvia, what are you doing?
2: I'm cleaning this baseboard, but it's loose.
1: Oh, here. Let me fix that. Can you help me? Hold it like this. This way? That's it. Good. Now I will take the nail. and. Good work. You want to do it right. I know we have to do most of this on weekends because I'm working. And so are some of you. But it's important that we do it. This is for us. It's our home. And we're going to live here for a long time. Yes, Papa. You look tired, Mija. How about this? When we get done today, we'll go to the Greek deli. And then we'll have our special tortas for dinner.
0: My favorite! 1966 was a much happier year. In the summer, my sister's boyfriend took us to either the beach or for hikes. On Friday nights, a neighbor would invite us to the drive-in. And on the weekends, Dad enjoyed taking us for picnics at Griffith Park. The Christmas of 1966 was much better and our home was a happier place. In 1968, when we got back from spending our summer in Guadalajara, we were in shock to find out that another one of our sisters was married and had moved out. Apparently our neighbor saw her boyfriend sneaking into her bedroom after dad had gone to sleep for several nights. How could you do
1: this? I raised you to be smarter than this, to be better than this. You're too young. You have so much ahead of you, and you throw it away because, what, you can't help yourself? Idiota. You're no señorita. No señorita. Dios mío, your mother would be so heartbroken. You have ruined yourself and dishonored your family. Don't think you can come to me now that you have shamed yourself. You're not welcome in my house.
0: Dad assumed the worst and was furious. In the end, her boyfriend agreed to get married because he did not want to lose her. You know, when I saw how hard my sisters worked, it gave me a determination to find a better way. Dad never cared about how well we did in school. That he was very protective of who we dated and kept an eye on us so that we would all walk down the aisle wearing white. Does't matter now, but it was a big thing then, but he also wanted us to work hard to find a decent job. He wanted us to be self-sufficient just in case we ever became single parents. I had an amazing opportunity to attend a junior high school outside my neighborhood as part of an inner city integration program. I was scared. But it was a chance to go to a better school and to get to know kids from a different part of the city. I spent three years there, and it was an awesome experience. By my junior year in high school, all my siblings had moved away from home. Dad and I were the only ones left. It was an awkward and lonely time for me. Dad and I had little to talk about. I kept my distance. Dinner time was quiet, and we had nothing in common. I know Dad cared, but life had put him through the ringer, and I thought of his misery and felt guilty. One day, Dad came home and handed me a pair of car keys. He bought me a car. I was so moved. Our relationship slowly got better until he asked me when I was planning on getting married.
2: It was busy at the store today. There was a sale. I had to do a lot of cleaning up and restocking.
1: Oh, that's good. They must be happy you're such a good worker.
2: I love it. The clothes are so beautiful.
1: Sylvia, I wanted to talk to you. Now that you're older and you're working, I thought it might be a good time for you to start thinking about when you're going to move out.
2: What? What are you talking about? I'm still in high school. Well, I I didn't
1: mean right away, but your brother has already moved out and your sisters all have their own homes and families. You could move in with one of them. I mean, you're not going to live here forever.
2: Papa, what is going on? What aren't you telling me?
1: Well, all right. You know, I've been seeing someone and we've gotten very close. I think you would like her. We've been talking about moving in together. But, well, she won't do it as long as you're living here.
2: So you want me to move out so your girlfriend can move in? Are you kidding?
1: What? I thought you would be happy to leave. Your sisters and your brother were. Your sisters all got married when they were around your age. Some even younger. You have a nice boyfriend, so... And you're working. You have a good job. you A job you like. I don't understand what you're so upset about.
2: Papa, I have no intention of getting married anytime soon. And yes, I like my job, but I want to go to college.
1: What do you mean, college? What does a girl need with college? This is ridiculous.
2: What's ridiculous is your old-fashioned ideas about this. College is important to me, and I am going to go.
0: I was angry and wrote grandma a letter. She wrote back, but not to me. She wrote him a letter and put him through the ringer.
1: Dices que quieres una vida mejor para tus hijos, pero cuando uno de ellos quiere hacer algo para conseguir esa vida, solo estás pensando en ti. Tienes que ayudar a Silvia a ir a la escuela. So, grandma thinks if I truly want to help you to have a better life, I have to help you do this. She thinks I'm being selfish. I suppose I am. (laughs) I wouldn't have expected this, but of all my children looks like you are going to be the hard one. (laughs) I'm
2: sorry, Papa.
1: No, I'm sorry, Mija. Silvia, I never even thought about college for any of you. But if it is what you truly want, then we will find a way. Thank you. You know, Silvia... Your mother would be so very proud of you.
0: This was an exciting part of my life. I went to college, and so did my brother. During my junior year, dad retired and moved back to Guadalajara, but he was so proud when both of us graduated together in December of '85. Dad came to the United States to build a better life for his family, and despite a tragedy and hardship, he succeeded. Hope Lives Here is a production of Voyage Media. The series is produced by Nat Mundell, Robert Midas, and Dan Benamore. This episode, It's About Us, was written, directed, and produced by Denise Carlson. Based on the book It's About Us by Sylvia Villasenor. The book is available on Amazon and there is a link to it in the show notes. The episode was edited by Thomas Cullerton with original music by Durles Gonzalez, starring Michael Ruska as Papa and Anne Fernandez as young Sylvia. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you're listening. And subscribe now for future episodes.